So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Haha ha, MK. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be talking about Life After Lockup, Season 3, Episode 1. This week, Sean wonders where babies come from. Chevelle finds bitches in Quaylen's phone. Lindsay tries to sneak Terabelle into the house. Lamar talks to Priscilla about his side of the family. Lacey and Shane check in on her pregnancy. Brittany has her dirty 30, and Michael walks around town in a bear costume. If you like what you hear, please support us by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating or any other constructive comments are welcome. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going? Happy Thanksgiving week. Yes, happy Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody stays eh, safe, definitely. Um, yes, It's definitely. looking rough out there. Definitely stay safe, but also have, you know, have whatever time you can. Right. Lots of turkey, lots of sleep. These are all things that you can do kind of on your own. <laughs> I I need I need that sleep real bad. <laughs> this past week has been a lot of work. Oh, speaking of a lot of work, let's jump into our first couple, uh, Chevelle and Quaylen. Um, we're going to start with this because uh, Mr. O and I were already starting to talk about this offline. I think we have a lot to say about them. Yeah. So uh, Chevelle is concerned because Quaylen has been distant and acting standoffish. So this prompted her to look through his phone while he was sleeping. And she saw messages from another woman uh, asking when he was coming over. And the messages implied that they had hooked up in the past. So finally, she figures out that, you know, he cheated. Chevelle tried calling the woman, but the woman didn't pick up, so now she calls again in front of the producers. She tells the woman that this is Quaylen's girlfriend, and she claims to know, uh, the woman claims to not know who Quaylen is. Chevelle feels like Quaylen has broken all his promises. Chevelle catches the woman in a lie when she asks if she put money on his books when Quaylen was in prison. And the woman says, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Which implies that she knew Quaylen and knew him while he was in prison. Quaylen immediately calls her and Chevelle tells him that she's been talking to his hoes. Quaylen asks when he's had time for a whole other female. He says that he can explain the messages and she's been making assumptions and he doesn't have to sit there and listen to the bullshit. Quaylen shows up at the house so they can fight in person, but it's more like Chevelle yelling at him as Quaylen stares at his phone and seems disinterested in the whole conversation. Chevelle claims that they stopped having sex and now she's suspicious it's because he's been sleeping with other women. Quaylen tells the producers in the interview that he hasn't cheated and he has no reason to lie. He is very insistent on that. Chevelle walks off and Quaylen finally looks up from his phone and says, okay, walk away. Quaylen then gets in a mysterious car and drives off. Chevelle breaks down and says that she wanted to be a good role model for her daughter, Myela. She claims that Myela is the one who wanted to call Quaylen daddy and no one told her to do that. Quaylen is saying in the car that Chevelle didn't find any evidence of him being in a relationship, and she said she only found bitches, which means obviously he's innocent. (laughs) He thinks that Chevelle's lack of trust in him is what's going to be the demise of their relationship. 
All right. So Quaylen clearly is at least at minimum communicating with other bitches, as he right. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, well, if Quaylen wants to do that, I mean, that's fine. There's nothing illegal about that. But why doesn't he just break up with Chevelle if he wants to date around? Because he wants to date around and also have what he has at home with Chevelle. Like, she's got a place for him to stay. Like, all this stuff's going on, I assume. Because let's bug it. But I don't know. He denies it. He, there, no, 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 there's no denying. No, there's no way. There's no denying. He was right. like, like, it was funny because at the beginning, Chevelle was like, so I put two and two together. And I was like, I don't think you put two and two together. I think that lady texted him a four. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, wait, there's the answer. <laughs> there's the answer. She was like, can't wait. Get on your dick, eggplant emoji. And it's like, I think they might be sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, good job, uh, Detective Chevelle. <laughs> there you go, Detective. Yeah. Let's get a law and order one for you. But like, oh and his, you know, and he's just doing that thing that liars do where they're just like, I can't, I, there's no lie I can tell that's going to be anywhere near believable. So right. I'm just going to deny it really, really forcefully. Yes. Right? Yes. Which is a total liar move, right? To do that. And like, I loved his, oh, I don't know if he caught it, especially at the end when he got in the car. He had like, he tried to do like lawyer talk. Uh-huh. He was like, she has no evidence. She did not see anything pertaining to the romantic interest vis-a-vis members of the opposite gender who were like, <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? She had no evidence. It was like, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, it's any evidence besides, I mean, besides you actually seeing them. It's like, it just seems like he right. was doing the, uh, he was just doing the shaggy defense, right? Right. It wasn't me. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, okay, well, I didn't see any photographs. I didn't see any videos. It's like, so what that she says that she could be lying? Like, I, yeah, definitely that was his defense in the whole thing. Yeah, and it was, I don't know, he just, I can explain that. And then didn't explain it at all. No, right? he didn't. It also doesn't help that in every one of his interviews, he, he has grills now. Yes, like, I know. What is it? Just he just it just made him look like less and less believable. Like oh every everything gosh. he went through, he he looked actually because he got grills and glasses that fit is what it yes. looks like. Yes, and so he looked. Those two things made him look remarkably different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, let's go back to like the initial like her you know checking his messages. I feel kind of bad for Chevelle because it's one of those things where I know guys really kind of um, get into this, like their whole defense is like, why are you looking through my phone in the first place? Mm -hmm. But I really kind of felt for Chevelle because it's one of those things where women think to look through a phone because they feel like something is off. Right. And so, yes, they're going to look for something. And I like a lot of people would say, oh, well, you're looking to find something wrong. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you get a feeling that something is wrong. And so you're trying to, like, justify it. And then, yes, then you come up with something because something was wrong. Right. I mean, it's definitely and it's totally not a woman versus man thing. It's more of a cheater versus not being cheated on kind of thing. Right. Um, Is that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when all of a sudden they stop paying attention to you and are always like. On their phone. And you notice little things, Mm -hmm. right? You're always like, hey, I notice every time I come. You don't say it, but you're like, I notice every time I come into the room, you're on your phone. You hide it real quick. Like, you bring it up against your chest real quick. Yeah. Like, 
you know, things things like that. And then that makes you suspicious. Like, what is on that phone that you are so protective of that you make me want to see, right? And especially when you're just trying to wonder what's wrong, right? What's going on? Like, why are you why are you so distant? Why have, why is something clearly changed in this in this relationship? Right. Like, I don't I don't even know because it almost seemed to me the way when you recapped it, is he just like have this weird different thing? He's like, I'm not in another relationship. I don't have other like I don't have another girlfriend. Does right, he just like right. okay? Well, it, it, that doesn't mean I'm having sex with other people. I just don't have another girlfriend. Well, Come on, man. knowing <laughs> the way he's like kind of approaching this whole evidence thing, like yeah, I think he really is trying to you know, uh, say things on a technicality. So in the end, he can be like, well, I never lied to you. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems like one of those kinds of people. Totally. I just, yeah. I mean, and and every the thing is, it's like everything he was, if he has been in jail for 12 years, if he wants to get out and get around, that is fine. He just can't be in a relationship while he's doing it. Yeah, that's kind of my thought, too, is kind of like, I I get it. Like, you know, you're just kind of kid in the candy shop, like freedom, right? And I get that. But it's like to strap yourself to a woman with a child. It's like yeah. that is not fair to anyone there. I don't know why you would stick around. And first of all, that's also a bad move on Chevelle's part. I'm mm-hmm. not a, I, I don't like it. When you call the other woman. Right. And like blame her for it. Like right. she owes you absolutely nothing. And so like if you're going to be mad at somebody, you're mad at Quaylen. Like don't don't be dialing up the person they're cheating with. That, that doesn't that's not going to help anybody. That's never going to. But I think what she was really looking for was she wanted to know what was going on. Because, you know, and it, and because the other woman was being kind of difficult, like she wasn't helping at all. Oh, yeah, she I was think very trolly. Yeah. Right. I think that's the reason why the conversation kind of went down the way it did. So we can't really make assumptions if Chevelle was going to be one of those people that automatically blamed her and was like, stay away from my man, you know. We don't know that. But, uh, you know, it's just... I think she was just trying to figure out, like, what is going on. Like, Detective Chevelle, like, trying to, like, (laughs) dig up the dirt, you know? So, yeah. But it was kind of funny that the other woman definitely seemed to know that Chevelle was the girlfriend because she knew to deny it. I don't know. It depends on if you're a certain certain person, if this may have happened to before. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, oh, if anybody ever calls and says like, they're the girlfriend, just say you don't know what they're talking about. Like that's I've been like, even if she didn't know there was a girlfriend, she'd be like, ah, I've, uh, not my first rodeo. I've done this before. Oh, God. Well, say I don't know what you're talking about. You something. <laughs> yes, it tells you it tells you a little bit of something about this woman. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny because we had just talked about this last episode how Mayula called Chevelle like oh mommy's boyfriend and we were saying right 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 you know uh we didn't think that uh Mayula wanted to call her daddy and then Chevelle's like sitting here saying like oh uh Mayula was the one who decided to call him daddy it's like I I don't know would a child around five years old think to do that on their own (sighs) maybe it's it's that's a I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's impossible Right. Mm-hmm. Especially a child, especially if it's a kid who like feels bad that she doesn't have a daddy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like all the other kids have daddies and like I don't have a daddy. And like so as soon yeah. as somebody comes around, you're like, yes, got it. Got one. Got him. Daddy, <laughs> we're good. 
you know, I don't know. But just, just it, it, it depends on why and how. But it, it, I wouldn't say it's impossible. It seems unlikely. Yeah. But uh, it, five-year-olds are, you know, just as complicated as everybody else. I know, right? Okay. Speaking of complicated. <laughs> well, this one's actually less complicated. But I wanted to bring it because, like this one, something came up from last week. And that's Brittany and Marcelino. Oh, yeah. So we drop in on the middle of drunk Brittany at her dirty 30 birthday party. <laughs> um, she is super excited about how things are going in her life right now. And I can't stress, she is really drunk this entire time. The party looks real. Actually, the party looks fun. Uh, yeah. Marcelino is behind it. There's there's a fire pit. There's lots of booze. At one point, Brittany was making it rain on Marcelino through the kitchen window. <laughs> But anyway, during the party, Brittany's sister Nicole Carl calls to wish her happy birthday and to ask about her mom, their mom Cindy, who Brittany hasn't heard from since their encounter last season when after Cindy relapsed. Her friends encourage Brittany to reach out, but then her sister Kayla reminds her about how absolutely shitty their mom can be. Kayla and Brittany then have a crying, drunken conversation about like what Brittany meant to her and embarrassment, and they they just were crying a lot because, as I said. Really drunk. When we get back to them, um, everybody, then we come back and everybody's trying to console drunk Brittany. Um, she, you know, she kind of says in an interview that what she needs, she needs to work on coming to terms with her relationship with her mom. Um, but then, you know, as, the, as they're still trying to console and uh, Kayla figures out the best way to solve this and she brings out the jello shots. Yeah. Jello shots. Woo! Woo! It was a very woo party. Anyway, they have cake and sing poorly and then Marcelino does the smash cake thing. Oh, gosh. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> we, we literally talked about it last episode. <laughs> yeah. Does the smash cake thing, smashes it in her hair, which she had just paid to have done. So she's a little pissed. Pretty pissed. Marcelino thinks she's being overdramatic and doesn't appreciate being called a bald bitch, which is mm-hmm. what she called him. So he takes a walk to cool off and, like, tells production to go away, go away. Uh, all right. So, I mean, did we really get any insights here because that have we well I've asked this because I don't remember this as much have we seen Kayla before or is Kayla like a new character no we did see her for a hot second you didn't see her it was uh she came when they were getting married okay and so she has a couple sisters I think she, there's three of them so mm-hmm. and she's the oldest and one, she's the definitely. oldest right yeah, yeah yeah so we have seen Kayla before but just briefly when they were getting married um, yeah, just, I love Brittany. I think her personality definitely comes out more when she's a little bit looser and drunk and she's just, yeah. she's fun times. Like I would party with Brittany. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would stay away from bringing up her addict mom when yeah. she was drunk at the party, but yes. Yeah. That <laughs> seems like a bad deal, but everything else, it was like, yeah, it seemed like a fun party. Now the whole cake smashing thing, we, we've talked about my experience of, I, I've had a cake like smashed over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think she was making a big deal because you know, she said she had spent like $130 on some, like, you know, getting her hair washed or something. You get some kind of treatment. There's some, like, keratin treatments where you, you're not supposed to, like, get your hair wet for, like, three days or something. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So stuff like that. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that that's why she was uh, 
especially annoyed, but I would also say that, I mean, she's drunk for the love she's of drunk. God. She's drunk. So, like, uh, so, yeah. So when everything's going to be dramatic. Everything is extreme. When you're, when you're, mm. when you're a little pissed and you're drunk, it comes out as you being really pissed. Like, yeah. I, and so, I don't know. I thought he was, I don't know. He couldn't take it. Like it was a dumb thing to do. She clearly didn't want him to do it. He did it. Yeah. And like, sometimes I feel like he just has to be like, all right, come on. Like, just. Stop, right, stop trying. Right. To, and don't tell her, don't tell drunk people their feelings are fake. That doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah. And so I I think like her calling him a bald bitch was specific to this incident because it had to do with her hair. And so it was oh, kind of like, uh-huh, you bald yeah. son of a bitch wouldn't understand the hair drama, right? That's so true. I kind of took it to mean it like that. Like, you can't relate because you're bald. And so I'm going to throw this in your face that you're bald. So, I mean, yeah. yes and no. I am decidedly not bald. But, like, I'm also a, a guy who has short guy hair. Like, it yeah. doesn't, I, I mean, you put cake in my hair and I would literally just I'll, I'll shampoo it and condition it out. It would take, like, 10 minutes tops. And I didn't, and I never pay for treatments in my hair that cost hundreds of dollars. Like, so I, it's not, that's that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily bald, but I see where you're going. I see where she was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Marcelino did kind of react not so great. It's like, come on, give the girl a break. It's her birthday. But then that kind of makes me wonder. It's like, well, you know, when anyone kind of brings up other stuff when that's not what the argument is really about, it's one of those things where you have to wonder if there's like a lot of underlying resentment because he said she doesn't appreciate anything I do for her. I threw her this really nice birthday party, you know, and she just oh, doesn't sure. appreciate it. Yeah. And it's funny because I think she did appreciate the party. She just did mm-hmm. not appreciate you smashing cake in her face, in her head. Right, so, right. But, right. And so that that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's bringing in other resentment. So maybe he doesn't feel appreciated in, like, other areas. Uh-huh. That could yeah. be a theme. That could be coming up. Yeah. All right. They were kind of short. So do you have another one? Yeah, let me give another one. Let me get to Lacey and Shane. And that seems like in the preview, shortly be joined by John again. Oh, God. So Lacey and Sean. Um, so <laughs> Lacey yeah, and Shane... That. Start out by grossly misunderstanding how pregnancy works. They're both <laughs> super confused about the baby's peeing inside of her. God. Really, it's just a reminder from last year that Lacey is um is, you know, about nine weeks pregnant, apparently with with what they think is three three babies. Shane is still in shock over the whole situation, and he has to use his fingers to count how many babies are gonna oh be in the house God. now. I know. It was so sad. So three like, and four, five, six. The finger finger yes, counting to add yep. three and three. Yes. Oh uh-huh. They're going for an ultrasound in the afternoon. And thankfully, the tech will not have to use that dildo looking thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That means of you know, vaginal ultrasound. Um, we're reminded that Shane has zero experience with babies. Surprise, surprise. And has to train on diapers and formula before the babies get here. We learned it right now. Shane is doing temp labor, so his schedule and salary changes all the time. And the pay is not all that great in the best of times. So both he and Lacey know that doing his what he's doing now is not going to be able to pay the bills. They're still keeping up this fiction that Lacey brings in no money doing anything. They get to the clinic, 
and everybody is masked and hand sanitizing and everything. Clearly, it's he could. This is the first appointment he could go to because of COVID. Well, at least they're masked at first. When they get into the I room, know, they all take right? their masks off. Mm-hmm. Like COVID stops at the door, can't come into. The- <laughs> Actually, unfortunately, the ultrasound does not go very well. One of the babies has developed normally, but the other two have failed to develop. Um, Shane finds it hard to put into words about how he feels happy and sad at the same time. Mm -hmm. And also understands, which is probably big for him, that whatever he's feeling, Lacey is going through more than he is. Yeah. So after the appointment, they are at a seafood restaurant and are discussing the difference between a baby moon and a honeymoon. Lacey and Lacey is not interested in the baby moon because the baby moon you go on when you're still pregnant and then she can't drink. So they'll have to <laughs> opt for a trip after the baby is born. Uh, then they talk a lot too much about blood flow to various body parts and how this interacts with their libido. <laughs> These folks don't really have a great grasp on anatomy. Let's let's be honest. Like, OK, so I just can't. Get over. I know it's always the theme. How dumb Shane is. Yeah. He's not the smartest. <laughs> like, and they play it up. I mean, the show definitely plays it up. I don't know that he plays it up. I think the counting thing, that has to be fake. You can <laughs> add probably three true. plus three, right? <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, I hope Just, so. I was thinking about, remember the last time he was on, he was trying to hold three dolls at the same time. Like, he yeah. knows, he's either ultra dumb or like he knows that's like his shtick is being yeah, dumb yeah. right right um yeah because i kind of felt like him counting on his fingers was supposed to be like dramatic effect for like there's so many right <laughs> how could I, mean, I possibly count them how all could I, I have count to them use all. my fingers I gotta use but wait which is funny because that you're limited on how much you can count on your fingers yeah and then it just makes you look really dumb <laughs> right yes yeah, I felt bad for them. Um, I I totally understand what Shane was saying about feeling happy and sad at the same time. You yeah. know, it's like at the end of the day, it's sadness because it's a loss of life, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you want everything to kind of work out, but at the same time, like not happy, I would say, but maybe relieved, relieved that you don't have as many as you originally thought so life will be a little easier because they were they were incredibly stressed when they were thinking about oh my gosh we have three extra mouths to feed and now it's Mm -hmm. kind of like okay we only have to worry about the one and i think like you know as long as that one stays healthy like i think they'll be happy in the end yeah i mean and that's part of it too is like is not just not just relieved, but also genuinely happy that one of them yes, is like true. there and, ha- right. and healthy and happy. Like, yeah. you know, that that's what they were. That's what they were going for and aiming for at the beginning. Right. But yeah, right. It's, it's definitely super hard, no matter how you shake it, to have your expectations jerked around like that. And yes, yeah. you're right. It is. It is a loss of of something, you know, but it, it you know, life for something right. that would be life. But it's it's definitely a loss. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they're going to go on this uh, baby moon. And why do they pretend that Lacey doesn't have ways to make money? 
Like, why do they keep doing this? We all know how Lacey makes money. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's funny how they keep on saying she's a model, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was really funny, just a random bit of social media gossip that, once again, it's so weird to me how sometimes, like, the teen mom world kind of collides with these other reality shows. But apparently, uh, Javi from... Um, Javi, Javi, I can't remember. Whoever Kale's ex-husband is. Apparently he reached out to uh, uh, Lacey on social media and tried to like hit on her before she was ever on this show. And he knew her from like the can modeling world. From her, yeah, from her, yeah. Inf- from her job. Yeah, right. interesting. I thought that was so weird. weird. He I just, always that's... seemed a creep to me, so. Whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, I think. Like that that's definitely right up there. Like like wanting to ask out the cam girl is very much yeah, in the right? is is very much in the no, I think the stripper's really into me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh moving on to Sarah and Michael. Michael thinks that Sarah is being messy with having a new man around his kids when he feels that it's a double standard since Sarah had issues with Michael's girlfriend Maria around the kids. He wants to surprise Aviana as a way to show them all he is a good father. He tells us that he had created an alter ego, Mr. Blue, that was meant to be a friend that Aviana could talk to. He wasn't able to get a Mr. Blue outfit, so instead he's dressing up as Mr. Blue's friend, Mr. Teddy. He needlessly walks around his hotel lobby in full furry costume mode as the hotel staff pretends like it's not weird at all. And then he drives over to Sarah's house. Malcolm is staying over at the house and offers to go get coffee and bagels for the family. Malcolm tells us that Sarah has seemed distant since the party, and he suspects that she's been thinking about Michael. He also has a feeling that Michael will drop by, which Michael does. He just walks in the house, and Aviana laughs at the sight of Michael in the bear costume. Sarah is pissed that Michael has shown up because she told him Malcolm is staying at the house. Aviana knows that it's Michael as she tackles him to the ground and tries to take his mask off. Malcolm then returns with the coffee and bagels. Malcolm tries to have a conversation with Michael, and Michael originally uh, ignores the questions directed at him and just focuses on Aviana. Sarah leaves the room to change rain and passes Malcolm and apologizes. Malcolm looks out of place as soon as Sarah leaves the room. He then tries again to start a conversation with Michael, and Sarah grabs Aviana so that the men can both talk. Michael finally says he wasn't aiming to meet Malcolm at the party, and Malcolm respectfully says that Sarah tried to set something up before, but Michael was busy. Michael doesn't see Malcolm as a threat at all because, you know, Michael's the dad, and if he wanted Sarah any time, he could get her back. And he he feels like Malcolm is the one who's out of place. Michael thinks that since he can decide how permanent anyone is, he can't take anyone seriously. Malcolm thinks the meeting goes well, but he feels like, you know, he just wants to stay on his toes because he knows that Michael can be volatile. Later that day, Malcolm is helping out with Sarah and the, uh, with the kids, and Malcolm tries to process the day's events with Sarah. Sarah doesn't want Michael to push Malcolm away. Malcolm asks where Sarah and Michael stand today, and Sarah just says they're co-parents to two beautiful children. As Michael calls, and then she rejects the call. Sarah says that she will always be respectful to him, Malcolm. 
Malcolm says that she invited him up there and he chose to say, and he thinks that something is up because Sarah clearly still has emotions for Michael. Sarah is frustrated that everyone assumes that she is jealous or wants him back. Malcolm wonders if he has just added stress in this situation and if he's just revenge. Sarah says that this isn't a game. Malcolm says that in order for him to trust her, that he needs to he needs her to not show him so much emotion when it comes to Michael. Sarah says that she's just uh, an um, just as emotional because she cares about the kids. She hopes he can see that she loves him and work through his feelings and every about everything. Okay. Do you think that Sarah is over Michael? Because that seems to be the thing that everybody just can't seem to think. No, she's not. Yeah. She's not. Like, if if you were over him, he wouldn't piss you off as much. Right. Like, right. you'd just be over him. Like, and you're not. Like, and that, that was Malcolm's point. It was like, yes, it's negative emotions, but it's still emotions. You still chase that dude out to the parking lot because he left the right. party early. Like, yeah. Like, I don't care what you say about why you say you did that. You still chase that dude out to the parking lot because he left the party before you wanted him to. Yeah. Like, that's, you can't tell me there's nothing there then. Right. And I think it's sad, too, because it's like Michael knows it. Oh, he totally knows it. He's so cocky about it, too. Like, you know, she would leave me. I get to choose how permanent anyone is because he's just like, well, if I want to be with Sarah, I could just like, hey, girl. And like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. End yeah. Game. Right. I mean, because it, 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 if it, yeah, it's just, it's just. I mean, I liked, I liked Malcolm in this episode because he had oh, points. I really like him. He was. I mean, he was, he was level-headed. He was, and he didn't. He had things he needed to say. He had things he needed to express. He did it clearly. Yeah. He did it calmly. Like mm-hmm. he just said them, right? And it wasn't a weird game. And it's like I get where he's coming from too. I would be frustrated if I'm him. She's like, well, this isn't a game. And I'm like, well, then why are you playing? If it's not a game, because right, you're clearly right. playing. Yeah. I thought it was really great how he was not accusatory of Michael at all. Like, no. even when he was talking about, like, setting up the meeting from before the party, how he was just kind of like, oh, Sarah tried to go reach out, but you were just busy. You know, yeah. I totally kind of gave him a pass when we all know that Michael just, like, straight up just didn't, like, answer Sarah's calls didn't tell her when he was coming just flaked on the day that he said he was gonna be there yeah yeah totally gave him like he was yeah wasn't accused and he's good at because she mentioned it he's not uh he's not a confrontational person Mm-mm. so he's just trying to say like it is he was like oh we tried and it i guess it didn't work out like he wasn't being like he definitely wasn't like sarah again because you know who doesn't care about michael is malcolm like yeah. that's what that's what somebody who doesn't care about him that treats him like that like right, that, this right. like I'm gonna say this because I don't want to start a fight she'd want to start a fight because she said like a a fight is better than being ignored yeah and it's sad to me that kind of Malcolm is involved in this because it's just like at least from what we see like if you are comparing every like you know, aspect character characteristic of the two of them. It's like Malcolm wins every single time over Michael. Head to head on everything. Yes. yes literally and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand like how Sarah could still be hung up on Michael. It's like Malcolm is clearly the better person, better man, like in every category. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a weird, I mean, every once in a while you see it from people that just, he's just got a hold on her for some reason. It's like well, there's nothing she can even put it finger on it's the children too you know it's like 
yeah, I get the whole, especially because she's younger. I think we kind of forget how young she is just because she has two young ones. But I think right. she's like 25, 26. Yeah, that's true. 25, 26, you probably still have this, you know, vision of, you know, your family. Right. Uh-huh. And not kind of this because I think Malcolm has kids, too. Right. Yes. Yes. Like kind of this. um Thing that makes things complicated right like they would have a complicated family structure if she was with Malcolm because there would be more kids involved you'd have more co-parenting and so it's kind of like easy to feel like this is the better choice because it's like well if I was with Michael then it would just be us and our little you know nuclear family and you know this is just she thinks maybe in a lot of ways it's just easier that way Sure. It's a fantasy, but yeah, I mean it reality. is, and she kind of yeah how, holds on to that fantasy of that not only being a, a simple nuclear family, mm-hmm. but having you know your parents are soulmates and they that you're together forever, yes, and it's like that's yes. like it. Like I definitely think she has she would never put it into words like that, right? But somewhere in there she has like the thought that oh we were meant for each other, yeah. Like this is this is meant to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Heart. So let's move on to, let's move on to Sean and Destiny. Destiny has disappeared. (laughs) Sean tells us that all of her stuff is gone and so is she. When the producers show up, dumbass Sean yells, Destiny? And answers the door while pulling up his pants. Oh, God. (laughs) So confused what was going on there. (laughs) He explains to them that literally all her stuff is gone. And we get a quick recap of the crazy ride so far. He tries to call my girl on his phone and tells the producer that she's been gone for about 24 hours. And apparently there's another court date and we have to hear more about his goddamn $50,000 bond. I thought we were done with the court dates. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of hearing about the $50,000. <laughs> yeah. It's still on the line if he doesn't show up. At this point, while searching for the stuff she might have left in the bathroom, he finds the box and wrapper for the pregnancy test they had tested from last episode. Sean guesses that, oh, maybe pregnancy is a possibility because we'll never use protection. This is how you have six kids. Clearly, you don't know how it works. (laughs) You would think after six, you'd figure it out. Oh, my gosh. Idiot. (laughs) But anyway, he keeps with his plan of looking for Destiny, which is just spamming her phone. But apparently, somebody knows where Destiny is because now now we see her in the car. She says that she needs to get out of town because Sean is not who he says he is. She says she's stressed out because she's she feels like with this new court date coming up, remember because they brought the charge, they re, like dropped the charges and they rebrought them, that she's likely to go back to prison. And uh, she feels like Sean is keeping her locked up in her own kind of prison right now. According to her, things have gone to shit after the meeting with Kelly, who she's pretty sure Sean is still talking to. She tells us that as I predicted. The pregnancy test from last episode was negative. And as she fills up the car, she tells us that she doesn't have a plan. And she's seriously just considering running off with his car and his credit card. Now it's the morning and Destiny is on the road somewhere talking to her mom. Her mom is reminding Destiny about all the lies that Sean has told her this whole time. About his age, about how many kids he has. And the stress or something else is making her sick to her stomach. The producers are still pushing the theories that she might be pregnant as she runs into a big gas station bathroom. She tells us that she had she had had an ectopic pregnancy before, and she's worried about that maybe being what's wrong with her stomach right now. 
So the mom tells her to go to the hospital or failing that, come to California to me. Eventually, the producer does convince her to go to the ER and actually even takes over the driving because she can't drive. She's in too much pain to drive. So the episode ends with Destiny walking into the emergency room. All right. So, I mean, I feel like we wouldn't have much of a show if she doesn't end up coming back. Right. So I feel like <laughs> right. we're already kind of set on we're coming back or else they wouldn't be on the show. But like what would bring her back? I don't know and maybe she doesn't come back because you know it's we have a lot of couples i mean we haven't heard from vince puppy and amber yet you know so it's uh-huh. like as long as they can get a few episodes out of her i think it it's fine yeah um, because i i'm sure they'll do a ton of sean with Hector, Sean with, you know, Kelly, like other people, like telling him what an idiot he is. Like we could make a whole season out oh, of that. Oh, that's true. That's true. And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Gee, I think she still might come back. I mean, I, I don't know. She might. Get real, dude. At least you're not dead. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. True enough. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know if she has to come back, but I just, oh, so speaking of, she was very hypocritical because uh you know we mentioned this the last time but destiny has kids that she never talks about and so to not she said specifically like sean never even talks about his kids never even (laughs) mentions them it's like "Mm, don't you have five kids okay but she was pointing that out in a way where he where he was being where it was bullshit because she's like he keeps telling me he needs to talk to Kelly because of his kids and he never, he doesn't and at all. And then at the same time being like, and he doesn't give a shit about those kids. So it's not the yeah. kids that are the reason he's talking to Kelly. Yeah. Actually, I kind of believe that he is still talking to Kelly too. He's just spineless, right? He's just yes. trying to um, not piss off destiny. So of course he's going to tell her, you know, like, oh, I, yeah, why would I talk, if you don't want me to talk to her, or like, I'll respect your boundaries, it's disrespectful, and like, kind of go along with it, and then kind of quietly be like, oh yeah, Kelly, like, we can still talk all the time. Yeah, just, you just got to be quiet around Destiny, this, we can't, yeah. we can't let Destiny know, yeah, but because right. he wants to keep her happy too, he's just trying to keep, like, he just doesn't want to give up anything he wants, like, he's not really, he's not, not that, you know, as I talk, as I said last time, I think, you know, saying you can't talk to the mother of your children ever again is right. too much of a is too much to ask for of someone yeah. um but like then he should say then he should have a spine and say that and not say he's going to do it and then go and then not do it and then just just try to do whatever the short term is going to cause him the least amount of sh- of of friction in the short term that's all he's going to do Ugh, he's an idiot um Okay, so going along with her ectopic pregnancy, I guess that's, like, something that is reasonable given her history. Uh, I just, I feel like as long as it's not a viable pregnancy, it's probably for the best with these two. Yeah, I mean, what what I couldn't get over is did she ever pronounce ectopic pregnancy correctly? I think she was like, I had an ectotopic pregnancy, like an ectotopic. I'm like, what? Did she say these right? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I don't remember, but oh goodness. And then yeah, Sean being the idiot, like oh uh, I don't know. I guess we could be pregnant. Like we haven't used I, protection. It's like oh my gosh. Like what I are you people doing? Don't understand these people. Like, you have eleven children between the two of you. Like one of y'all should be able to figure out birth control at this point. Yes, literally. Any there are many many methods. Like at least one of them. Like, oh my gosh. it's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It just doesn't, it makes zero sense to me. Here's the thing too. Like, I think especially, you know, for someone like in Sean's situation where clearly he doesn't want to use a condom. Like mm-hmm. at that point, you're just like, okay, six kids is a lot of kids. Like, do I really want to have more kids? Like get a vasectomy. Right. For the love of God. You know, it's just like, it'll make it so you don't have to worry about getting someone pregnant. You'll save humanity from another one of your children. So, mm-hmm. you know, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. It, oh, just mind boggling that he has six kids and is still oh like, gosh, oh, gee, me. I think we might have actually got pregnant again. I like, and without, how you know, without, happen? how did that happen? Oh, I guess it's possible. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. All right, let's talk about Scott and Lindsay. So Lindsay is glamming up because she's getting ready for a photo shoot. Meanwhile, Scott has prepared Lindsay her morning vodka. Lindsay then updates us on her relationship. She thinks that things have been okay, but she can't stand Scott snoring. So for the past few weeks, they've been sleeping in separate bedrooms. Lindsay is trying to revive her modeling career, and she asks Scott if he can drive her to the photo shoot. Scott asks if it's a viable career option given her age. He is worried that the photographer will be creepy and want her to be nude. Lindsay is clearly annoyed that he's questioning her ability to model. Lindsay is frustrated because she is financially dependent on Scott, and when she was in prison, he had promised to make her an employee and partner at his company, and he has failed to follow through with his end of the bargain because he wants to be 100% sure that their relationship is going to work out long-term before entangling her with his company affairs. When they get to the studio, Scott wants to talk privately with Doug, the photographer. He grills him on if he takes nudes. He tells Lindsay that Doug passed the test, and now he feels comfortable. Lindsay is once again annoyed that Scott is trying to be controlling, and his opinions just don't matter because she's going to do what she wants. In an interview, Scott questions the amount of modeling opportunities Lindsay will have. Lindsay reveals uh, Miley Grace's completed room later in another segment. Miley Grace is so excited, and she loves it. Seeing her happy makes Lindsay happy, and then it makes Lindsay want to try harder in the relationship because Scott has finally come through on some of his promises. Scott tells us that he has been giving both of them space so Lindsay and Miley Grace can reconnect. Lindsay feels, or sorry, Lindsay feels like Scott's pride is up, and she thinks that that's the best time to ask for something big. Lindsay tells Scott that Tara Bell has bought a camper, and Lindsay asks if Tara Bell can park the camper on their property, and Scott agrees. Lindsay is excited to get her way and calls Tara Bell immediately to tell her. She is excited that they will be neighbors, and she plans on sliding Tara Bell into the house at some point. Lindsay is acting like a mom and fussing over Miley Grace as Miley Grace prepares for a camping trip with friends. Scott is excited because that means he can get some alone time with Lindsay. He asks her what she wants to do, and she says that she wants to talk to him about things. 
she has some things on her mind because she has noticed that he does things because, you know, she picked up some skills as a drug dealer, like the power of observation. <laughs> she brings up the fact that he keeps invading her privacy. He says uh, it was wrong to invade her privacy when he read her journals, but he reasons that he supported her and has sacrificed a lot and he just had concerns. She brings up that he goes through all her pockets and it doesn't matter uh, that she's confronted him about it. He still continues to do it. She also tells him that she knows Scott reached out to her ex-boyfriend trying to figure out if there was anything he should be aware of when it comes to dating Lindsay. All right, so Scott has definitely, like, I feel like overstepped his boundaries in a lot of ways. Yeah. So would you ever message an ex of your current partner? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't get what you would get out of that unless you were like, I I mean, I guess he's looking for like, all right, what don't I know? Why is she shitty? Why did you break up with her? Like, I don't. She went to jail. Isn't that enough? Like, yeah. I feel she, like how you, could it get worse than I that? I feel like you already know the worst of it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I was like, did you not pay attention to the high speed chase she was in, man? Come on. Like, right. like no, I can't. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on this. Like, just the idea of that. I don't even know why I would, why would I even think to do that? I'm so confused. I don't, I don't, I also don't, like, that's really, really um, paranoid to, like, go through their pockets. Yeah, like, right? Because what are you going to find? She lives there. And she was wearing those pants. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, you, you would check the pockets of the stuff that I just took off. Yes, like that's so weird. Like, what, what, what did you think I how had? How is she in my... going to obtain drugs? How is she going to obtain anything really if she's like quarantined to the house? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I. I it, it, is he even looking for drugs? I don't even know what he's looking for. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. That would be the other thing. But I mean, she's not even leaving the house for anything, so I don't know what he expects to see. She's gonna write out her master plan and like tuck it into <laughs> her pockets this time because clearly her journals aren't safe. Yeah, I, I don't. I do, yeah, I don't know what he's looking for, and I don't know what he's worried about. Right? I mean, right. I guess at the end of the day, he's worried that she's scamming him. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I think I could give her a little bit more credit to be like, she's not going to keep evidence of the scam in her jean jacket pocket. No. Like that's that's, that's so weird. Gonna be. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, uh, you know, the whole invasion of privacy thing. So someone on Reddit actually found that what Lindsay. Uh, had written down was from a book it just wasn't worded exactly the same she paraphrased it Mm. and so they had found the book so if you were to do an internet search with exactly what she had like you wouldn't be able to necessarily find something because i know mr o didn't you i did i certainly did and it was the only only hit for any sentence in that whole thing was was that was a recap of the episode honestly yeah um so we'll put that under speculation because you know you can't really still think she should have been able to name the book yes right she should have at (laughs) minimum done that but she can't even copy down like the exact wording i don't know so yeah i yeah i don't know it's okay so the other thing that bothered me about this is if maybe this is just my background but if somebody said oh man i just bought a camper but i don't have any room for it can i park it at your house I would not assume that they would be living in this camper. <laughs> I would assume they would just be dropping it off at my house because they didn't have a driveway. So I was very confused about that too. Did Wait. he know he was agreeing to that when he agreed to it? I 
feel like he knew, right? Yeah, I, I mean, know. it was funny because I was like, oh, that's that's a that's a decently big ask, even if you're just stashing oh, totally your trailer is. at somebody's house, right? Yeah, because that's an eyesore, and a lot of people don't exactly. want that like, exactly. on their property. Right. Um, so I get that. So I thought that was the big ask, and then it was like, it took me, literally, I wrote down, I was like, oh, oh, wait, she's living in the camper? Oh, I didn't know that. That's like a, another level for me. But, yeah. I, but I also thought it was funny that before that, she was like, she kind of faked us out. Like, she was like, oh, now his pride's up. So I got to talk to him about Terabelle. And I was like, oh, interesting. So this is good. And she didn't talk to him what she needs. She did not talk to him about the thing she most needs to talk to him about with Terabelle. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand what's going on. Like, what the expectation is, even from Terabelle. Like, yeah. Like, if I was Tara, I wouldn't want to put up with that if I was Terabelle. Yeah, like, like this I don't is my girlfriend, r- but she's sleeping with this other guy. Well, I guess not technically sleeping with this other guy. Yeah, yeah, but 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 even if it was, it was like this is my and, and I could see her being okay with that. This is my girlfriend, and she's sleeping with this other guy. And yeah. but but the part where you're like, but I have to pretend to not be her girlfriend, so because yeah. we can lie to this guy. That's the part where I think, you know, I'm okay. Most people would probably step out when the I'm going to let my girlfriend sleep with other guy, but. I think another huge chunk of people would step out when it's like, and you have to lie about it. Yeah. Okay, right. I have to say that I actually kind of support Lindsay wanting to sleep in another room because of uh, Scott snoring. I so, very much know you, you know, do, yes. Yes, because that <laughs> happens to me quite often is I tend to date, not because intentionally, I think after you get to a certain age, I think a lot of people start to snore and I think it's like overwhelming majority of people after a certain age, like just snore. Mm-hmm. But I cannot, I have insomnia. I cannot deal with people snoring next to me. So I have to sleep in another room. And it's kind of interesting to me. Like I'm okay with like even being like in a married situation and like sleeping in separate rooms. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you get better sleep in separate beds, like it's nothing personal. It's just like, you just need sleep. Uh huh. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, and it's, it's weird that more people don't have that kind of setup. I mean, it, space is an issue, obviously, yeah, yeah. because then, I mean, I want the master bedroom, but I, I want the bathroom. Like, oh, I could, wouldn't even care. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. Like, it's just a place to sleep because, I mean, like, I get it. You should be able to, like, you know, have some intimate time and, like, start off in the bed. But as soon as the other person starts to sleep and snore, it was actually funny. I just saw this uh, meme recently, like, Snoring is basically the person bragging that they're asleep. They're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's true. They're bragging that they're asleep. And so I have insomnia. If I went to sleep first, I'm not exactly the lightest sleeper. Um, so I th- feel like if I went to sleep first, the snoring wouldn't bother me. The problem is, is that I never fall asleep first. And uh-huh. so the snoring then keeps me up. So it's like if you're snoring, clearly you're asleep. Why does it matter if I'm there at that point? Like I'll just yeah. get up and go in the other room. Like. I don't know. People have feelings about it. I People know. Do it's have weird to me. Yeah. But okay. But I was getting the impression that yes, she was using his snoring as an excuse. Yes. But they aren't doing the intimate times and oh, then sure. like piecing yeah. out. Like they're just like going into yeah. different rooms. She's like, good night, Miley Grace. Okay. Good night, Scott. Bye. Yes. 
Exactly. Door closed behind me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, locked so he doesn't try to sneak up Bill. Yeah, oh there. man, he's going to try to get some of the... Yeah, no, we don't need that. You stay out. Well, they only have like a one-story house, really, so Terrabelle, like, they could set up a situation where she just like, you know, a little stepladder into the room. <laughs> I mean, it's just, oh man, I feel, I feel bad for Terrabelle. Because that's like, you also don't want to know, like... You know, when your parents, when the door is closed, the door is closed. You don't want to know, like, when people, I don't want to know when, like, oh, dad's going into, mom, like, he's going into mom's room now. Like, oh, like yeah. I don't want to know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, last up. Last up is and Andrea Lamar. So Andrea is starting Priscilla's homeschool. With the prayer. I was very confused at the setup here. I wasn't we'll just sure go with it. if we were still in pandemic times. And this yes. was like. I did not you know, know if this was a pandemic yeah. homeschool or she just decided to homeschool or what was right. going on. Unsure. I have no so, idea. Yeah, so, so I put, I don't know if it's a COVID thing or not. But in this homeschool lesson, they are reviewing the family tree. Like including the family history and the African dances Andrea's dad taught her. And while they're doing that, they are interrupted by Lamar's music that he is, I guess, producing. It just <laughs> blasts out of his room. Like everything else um, about this entire couple, this his music turns into an argument. And Andrea wants Lamar to come pitch in with Priscilla's school in, for his side of the family tree. He relents and brings out his old family photo albums. Um, and then I thought Andrea was homeschooling, but at this point she leaves to go do real estate agent agent work i was very confused with this whole thing yeah okay anyway after andrea leaves it, it was all beside the point it was not the main thrust of the episode which was this part after andrea leaves lamar shows priscilla all the tattoos of the people in his life that have passed away often from oh, violence so many. it was very dark thing to be showing this yeah. five-year-old or eight-year-old right yeah priscilla sees a black photo album different color than all the rest of them and asks about it and before he opens it, Lamar makes her to promise to keep a secret. Lamar tells Priscilla about his other daughter, Shantae, who apparently we met in the seasons before I started watching. Yes. Okay. And he had her as a teenager and I was not really as involved with her as he would like to be because he was locked up. He tells us in an interview that he's grown tired of having to exclude Shantae from everything mm -hmm. in his family right now. So for various reasons, but completely predictably, Shantae and Andrea, uh, um, Andrea don't get along very well. Later on, while he's making peanut butter but no jelly sandwiches, Shantae calls about their plans to meet up later. He asks if he can bring Priscilla along so that she can meet her sister, and Shantae doesn't seem crazy about that, mostly because she feels like he's putting his family with Andrea before her again. This time, you know, it's another example of that family kind of coming in and stepping on her toes and being uh, on her time with her dad. Um, so before they actually get to the meeting, she's kind of like, well, maybe I'll show up. Maybe I won't. God, Always fun, right? Like, yeah. they're not even like, I'll, maybe you go and wait for me. Maybe I'll be there. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, I need to think about it. I'll text you later. It was like, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll be there. All right. So I don't know. So like, this is okay. So maybe give me a little bit of background because this is the first time I've heard about oh, Shantae. Oh, sure, sure. So when Lamar first got out of prison, uh, he met up with his family members and uh, Andrea was there. And so Shantae, he met up with Shantae and uh, his baby mama. 
And it wasn't even, like, a situation where the baby mama, like, somehow thinks that she's still with Lamar or harboring, like, some kind of, like, yeah, I mean, that didn't seem feelings like it. It or like... anything. It wasn't like that at all. It was more so that she wanted to be there because Lamar hadn't seen Shantae in, like, forever. Because Shantae's, like, a grown-ass woman. I think she's, right. like, 21 or 22 Right, or right. Was he, yeah, he mentioned that, like, she had her when he was, like, they were, like, he was, like, 15 or 16. Like, yeah. it was super young. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, like, her mom was just there to support her. Like, it had nothing to do with Lamar. I think she just, like, you know, I don't know this man. Can mm-hmm. you please come with me? And and it was a few of them. I think uh, Lamar's brother was there, too. So, it was, like, a family gathering. And Andrea, like, automatically stink face, like, doesn't want to be there. And then at one point, she kind of storms out. And she was just acting out. She never said, like, but it was obvious that she was resentful that Shantae's mom was there. That was the real issue. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like she didn't want Lamar to have anything to do with Shantae because she kind of saw them as being like a package deal. And so I think they even said in the episode that, you know, Lamar's like, well, you know, Shantae thinks that, you know, Andrea's jealous. And yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. But I do feel it's unfair that Andrea's like, hey, now you get to be the father to my kids that you you didn't father, but you can't even be the father to your own kids. Oh, yeah, I, I totally in agreement. That's it's it's absurd to ask him to not be part of his daughter's life. Like right. even if even if he hadn't been before and he wants to be. Yeah, because you're right, because she's specifically asking him to be a father to her children. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what about her baby daddy? Like what? Where's yeah. that? Where's he? Right? Why? Yeah. Why? What? Why can't Lamar be jealous of him and be like, no, no, no? You need. They need to go live with him if you're going to live with me. They need to be. Right, they need right. to be gone, right? Yeah. He, and he he wouldn't do that. It would be wrong to do that. He shouldn't yeah. do that, right? That would right. be bad. Like so, yeah. Especially just, it's not like he's asking her to raise Shantae. No, Even she's that. like we said, a, she's a grown ass. She's a grown woman. woman, yeah. But he shouldn't have to hide like the fact that he's spending any time with her. But you know how Andrea is, and he even tells Priscilla, you know, like, well, I don't know how your mom's gonna take it, so that's why it has to be a secret, right? It's like because Andrea gets crazy with like anything that's like somewhat reasonable. He, I mean, the way she went crazy because his music was too loud. She didn't just go oh, in and gosh. be like, hey, you turn on your music. She's like, what are you doing? Why are you have music? Why is it loud? Why do I have to hear it? I thought you were doing this. Like, why? why? Just, oh, just chill out, Andrea. He's a difficult lady. Just yeah, chill out. definitely is. I thought it was funny, his comment about, well, we need a sister wife to help her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, ooh. Yeah, well, man, he's making... have to be Mormon first. Making, making, Mormon, <laughs> making Mormon joke crack. Mormon cracks. Uh-oh. Watch out. Gonna get the yeah. emails. I actually think Lamar is like a very uh, likable person. Uh, you know, just how he was with Priscilla, like when he was going over his family tree. It's just super cute. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like... It was funny, like the kinds of jokes he was telling her, and how yeah. he's like, I mean, he's definitely this smells like prison. She's like, I want to know what prison smells like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a thing. Definitely good with the kid, like you know, kind of that dry humor. It's just he's yeah. a much more, much more enjoyable person when there's not somebody there, just like harping on everything, right, everything, right. and like and downer. insisting that it be her way. That's always been our brief with right. Andrea. Is she's like. No, I don't want to deal with your daughter. I want to deal with just my kids. So that's what you have to do too. Done. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
it was funny too how he's like okay priscilla don't tell Tennyson, don't tell Nyla, don't tell Priscilla. She's like, don't tell Priscilla. <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't He's even. He's like, yeah, especially Priscilla. Don't even tell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a funny guy. All right. So like we said, we did not hear from Puppy, Vince, and Amber. And to be honest, I don't even know if Vince is going to be in this. Uh, it really just kind of looks like Puppy and Amber. But Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. see. That'll be interesting. Uh, what about your student of the week? I went with Shane. because as oh, I did too! As dumb as he is, and we always yes. make fun of him and be dumb, he yes. is really trying to do the right thing. I and he's know. really considering yeah. other people's feelings, and he's right. he's trying hard. Like, And so I always yes. got to give him credit for that. And I was going to say, I think he was really sweet and supportive. Yeah. And it was like he... I don't want to say because, you know, like knew the right things to say, but he just didn't say anything dumb in a right. delicate situation, which I think yes. is like. Yes, really... because he didn't he didn't say, Whew, well, I'm really relieved that those two babies didn't right, make it. Like, right. like, yeah, it's yeah. like he was he was more tactful than that. Yes. 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 And I think like that's, you know, what you kind of need. It's like. You don't always know the right thing to say, but mm. there's clearly wrong things to say, and at <laughs> yes. least he didn't go down that path. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, we might we might be on a double agreement this time. Yeah. All okay. right. Because um, my dunce was Quaylen. Ah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was as well. Yeah, just just for I mean, just classic liar, classic yes. covering up, clearly yeah. cheating on her, like, right. and and just you know the. No, that, and not even coming up with a good lie or good excuses. She's like, no. you only have some information. Yeah, trying like, well, to get her on a technicality. It's yeah. like, would you like to this provide with me more information? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like you're trying to, you know, sway the jury here, and yeah. it means you can get away with something. It's like it either did or it didn't happen. Like just right. because she can't prove it. Right. And he's like, this evidence is inadmissible. It is hearsay. Like this is not a <laughs> right. court. Like you can't do that. Yeah, I also feel the other things that really bothered me about him was just how he approached this whole argument. You know, while he was on the phone with her, he's just like, I, I don't want, I don't have to listen to this. Like, so you're just going to hang up. And then when you're in person, like just, you know, looking all like distracted on his phone, like not mm-hmm. even. Well, which especially was clear. the problem. Are you talking to women on your phone? Right. Nah. I'm just staring at my it, phone. <laughs> it looked like he was playing words with friends, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe he's good. I mean, but that's know. so terrible. It's like, you know, you can't even focus. Like, this is a serious conversation. Uh-huh. And obviously, you're not taking it seriously or giving it your the attention that it needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just asshole behavior. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I d- didn't, didn't go well with me, obviously. No. All definitely right. Definitely not. So life lessons, I went for a lesson for destiny mm-hmm. and she eventually went for it. It's like you have, it's really important. And I know, I know it's always issues with cost and insurance and things like that, but you have to not, you can't put off medical attention when you need oh, medical gosh, attention. Know, right? right. Yeah. And I totally get that some people do that because of financial concerns. Right. And, and. You know, when you're lucky like me and you have the insurance and you have a way to pay for it, and I'm, it, that you got to go do it, right? Now, I know I've yeah. done it myself. I've had I've had some medical issues myself where it's like, man, if I've gotten this taken care of earlier, it would have been a whole lot easier. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Uh, okay, so my life lesson uh, has to do with Scott and Lindsay. Scott, more specifically. Uh, well, the past can give you some insight. You shouldn't go digging it up because that's not necessarily telling of what your present situation is or what could happen in the future. That's right. I mean, because that that's referring to him calling the, the yes, ex-boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend right? yes. And didn't she say the ex-boyfriend was like from like almost 10 years ago, too? Yeah. It's like, and this it's is, like, yeah. And honestly, especially with that kind of situation, it's like anytime you break up, it's, you know, yes, I'm not saying that all breakups are, you know, negative but it's like it very easily could be negative and maybe that person feels like scorned in some way or rejected and they're not going to always have like the nicest things to say. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you want that to be your source. There's a reason that when you call someone's former employer, when you you're, it, somebody right. interviews and you call their former employer, they're yeah. only allowed to say they did yes, work, they here worked here from these yeah. dates. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. So, yeah. Uh, I I kind of agree with Tara Bell, like she had said in the last episode we saw her in, that it just looks like he's looking for something, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, if you go digging up, like, the past, yeah, you're probably mm-hmm. going to find something if you ask it around and ask enough people. So, totally. Yep. Yeah. All, All right. right. So this oh, is a, I'm excited about this group. I know it's a good. It's been a good group so far. I mean, it's yeah. first episode, but it looks it looks pretty promising, especially yeah, since especially and since up. yeah they picked yeah. up real fast. I thought that was going to be just kind of a burn about like oh, right, Kansas City or same Houston, old, old. Kansas City yeah. or Houston, but you know, bring yeah. in the bitches. Yeah, I know we got we got all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we will be back next week for more of this. Yep. All right. Okay. See everybody then. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.